This episode of Equity is presented by MetaLab. MetaLab designs and builds products for companies that are expecting massive growth. Slack, YouTube, and Uber are just a few of the startups that hired MetaLab on their way to becoming household names. They're the product agency that helped design the original version of Slack and the YouTube player that is still in use today. Last year, MetaLab collaborated with the founding teams at Neuralink and Pitch. Unlike a lot of other agencies, MetaLab doesn't claim to be full service. They do one thing and they do it really well, and that's digital products. If you're ready to build a product for millions of people, then visit metalab.com. Tell them TechCrunch Equity sent you. Hello and welcome back to Equity, the show where we unpack the numbers behind the headlines. This is our Monday show, a quick primer to get your week up and running in record time. Now, there have been a number of big stories over the last 24 hours or so, so let's dispense with my usual whines and gripes about the weather and just get right into it. Kicking off with the weekend, the biggest news by far was that Stripe finally closed that enormous round of funding that we heard about a couple of months ago. Now, the new investment, an unnamed round of capital, if you will, is worth $600 million at a uh, $95 billion valuation. Now, my first impression was that surely, surely, this is the last time Stripe raises before it goes public. But then I remembered, this is Stripe, so it may not be. Now, the round is near the top end of its previously reported $70 billion to $100 billion valuation range that Bloomberg reported back in November, so we can presume it was at least reasonably competitive at that price, which is pretty crazy. The round sets Stripe up to be worth, of course, more than $100 billion when it does go public. The only other company that I can think of that's private today that is about to go public that is worth a similar amount of money in theory possibly is Coinbase. Oh, and Stripe did release some growth metrics as part of its funding news. They are very, very milk toast, but here they are. It has more than 50 companies that process more than $1 billion a piece on its platform, and that its, quote, enterprise, end quote, revenue is its largest and fastest growing revenue slice, and the enterprise rev more than doubled last year. So that means that Stripe grew at least 50% in 2020, but probably less than 100% if I'm doing the math correctly. And by less than 100%, you know, I'm presuming that Stripe didn't grow its enterprise revenue by like 178% last year. Anyways, do your own math, but that gives you a range of ideas more when we have it. All right, but some other stuff happened in the last few days as well, including Chinese facial recognition startup MegV filing to go public and Nimble Robotics raising $50 million for its fulfillment automation tech per TechCrunch reporting. A couple of big things out there to keep an eye on. But enough about the past. Let's talk about today. All right, turning to this morning, the Deliveroo IPO is a go. We talked about this last Monday on the show, but this morning, the food delivery unicorn told the world more about its impending public offering. Now, I spent some time this morning digesting the document, but it really only appears to tell us that the company will raise around a billion pounds in its debut. Now, Reuters guesses the company will be worth upwards of $7 billion, or about 5 billion pounds, when it does list, using a recent private valuation as that benchmark. That round came earlier this year, but, you know, I'm an American, so I'm kind of presuming it'll actually shoot for a valuation higher than its most recent private round, right? We'll see. Recall that Deliveroo saw its gross transaction value, or GTV, grow 64.3% from $2.5 billion in 19 to $4.1 billion in 2020. The company, though, is still very unprofitable, with deficits in the hundreds of millions of pounds per year, when not tweaked to make the company look better, which we allow sometimes, but is a little bit like photoshopping your own selfie for a dating site. It's kind of like, mm, are you trying too hard? 
And speaking of money losing companies, out this morning are new growth numbers, growth being a kind of flexible phrase there, from WeWork, a company that we haven't heard about in some time. Our own Mary Ann Azaveta reports, and I'm going to paraphrase here to save you time, that WeWork narrowed its net loss to $517 million in Q3 2020 from $1.2 billion in Q3 2019. That's actually more than 50% reduction. Not bad. What happened on the revenue side? Well, it fell to $811 million in Q3 20 compared to $934 million in Q3 19. But uh, between the two quarters, I'll definitely take the more recent one for sure. So uh, to quote the meme, I guess not great, not terrible. Anyways, let's talk about some smaller funding rounds. Yeah. All right. So funding rounds. Now, I do not want to give away the whole gambit, but I will say that if you want to hear about a host of super early stage startups, wait about 48 hours. We're going to have a bajillion for you on the Wednesday show. And by bajillion, I actually mean like 15. So legitimately a lot. So hang tight. But we do have some really neat medium-ish rounds for you this morning. So let's talk about this Series A that DeepSea.ai has raised. It's D-E-E-P-S-E-E.ai, not deep sea like the ocean, like deep sea like if you look at something with a lot of focus and in kind of ungrammatical sense. Anyways, according to TechCrunch, the round is worth $22.6 million and was led by Forge Point Capital. Other investors that have previously put capital into the firm include Alleges Cyber Capital, never heard of them, and Signal Peak Ventures, I have heard of them. And the Salt Lake City-based startup has now raised about $30.7 million, so this was most of the money that's raised to date. So a big deal for the little company. Neat, right? Whatever. Just another Utah-based startup doing well, so why do we care? Well, yes and no. According to our own piece, they're covering the round, the company is either super, super, super cool or kind of making shit up. And I don't know which one it is. And I'm not even being rude. I, I love early stage companies that try audacious, hard things. I love seeing a tech project that could have real impact. So here's what's going on. Instead of doing robotic process automation or RPA, it's up to what TechCrunch called, quote, knowledge process automation or KPA. So think of it like intelligent RPA that can do more like, I'm going to paraphrase our own reporting here just a little bit ingesting unstructured data, getting that ready for labeling, model review and analysis, and then using that data to train AI models that can understand a company's business processes and help subject matter experts to find templates, rules, and logic for automating their internal work. Now, guys, if that works across a broad set of companies, hell yeah. If it doesn't, okay. But it's fun to see a mix of kind of AI and ML start to do things, at least in theory, that are legit intelligent in a practical way for day-to-day -day work amongst experts. I mean, this feels directionally... Cool. That's my take. And then VentureBeat reports that Centrical has raised $32 million. This round is from a couple days ago. I missed it. And I'm bringing it to you because I think it may actually matter. The publication's Kyle Wiggers, who's a beast, by the way, writes that Centrical, quote, sells companies access to a platform designed to let remote employees interact, train, and perform in hybrid workplaces. I mean, if hybrid working becomes the norm once we are done with COVID-19, then this company is going to be probably very well positioned to do rather well. My feel here is that this is kind of like hopping for remote work in like the growthy sense, not the product sense. Maybe I'm getting ahead of my skis here, but it's going to be really cool until Microsoft buys them, right? All right, turning to our kind of closing thought here, we have seen some very big liquidity events in the last couple of weeks, including that of gaming company Roblox, that direct listing. Roblox, by the way, this morning before the market opened is worth $38 billion. That's many billions. That's more than three dozen billion. That's a lot. It's nearly four tens of billions. Anyways, you get my point. But with Coinbase marching towards its own direct listing at a valuation somewhere north of 70 billion and could be as high as 100 billion, if you trust the kind of smattering of secondary market transactions that we've heard of, 
And with Stripe likely heading towards its own debut at a valuation north of $100 billion, we are going to have some tests for the private market and the public market coming up. Now, with Coinbase, it's kind of like private investors have proven far cheaper than what public investors may pay for that company. But in the case of Stripe, we have a company for which private investors are trying to extract maximum value ahead of its eventual IPO. Maybe Stripe needed more money along the way. Maybe it consumes more cash. Maybe that's the difference. But for you and I, it's going to be a very busy and I hope very fun couple of quarters. We have our work cut out for us. Like we're going to be doing stuff, but uh, at least we're not going to be bored. So if you're not hype, you know, get hype. All right, don't forget, we are back on Wednesday with an episode focused on the fastest growing startups in the business. Also, we have an extra crunch live coming up. It's going to be Emmalyn Shaw from Flourish Ventures with Adam Roseman from Steady. That is March 17th, which I believe is Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern. Uh, what else? Oh, I'm Alex on Twitter. Follow EquityPod on Twitter. And can I just say, you look amazing this morning, and I think you're going to have a killer week. You got this. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.